Before I was an online personal trainer in 2019, I was a face-to-face personal trainer in 2015. So I know a lot about gym culture and how members act in a gym. In this podcast, we're going to unpack how to create a positive gym culture and how to do that as a member in the gym and as a personal trainer. Firstly, we're going to cover how to create a positive gym culture as a gym member because that's most of you listening. Then I have some points at the end as to how to do that as a personal trainer. But first, we'll dive into what to do as a member. Now, some of these may seem pretty common sense driven, but this podcast needs to be recorded. I'm currently training at a 24-7 gym. I was at a more of a private gym before this and the culture was a lot better. There was a different demographic, but we really need to have a solid gym culture for the better of not only the fitness industry, but us as people trying to get results in the gym and trying to make the most of our time in the gym. If there's a terrible gym culture, if it's messy, if people are frustrated, if people are lazy, it just impacts people's experiences in the gym. And this isn't too concerning for people that are advanced or people that are very committed to their fitness journey. This is more so to help welcome people in that may be a bit more emotionally fragile and vulnerable as they begin to commit to a fitness journey. With that in mind, the first point is to put your weights back. If you're strong enough to lift weights, you're strong enough to put them back. That's something that a lot of gyms say to kind (laughs) of guilt trip you into doing it. Oh yeah? You don't think I'm strong? I'll, I'll show you. I'll put my weights back. And that's kind of funny, but it's just, it's just true. We need to put our weights back, right? It keeps the gym clean, a clean gym. If you're in a clean environment, you're going to act more in a clean manner. Let's look at it like if you're in a, in a household uh, and both your parents are alcoholics, you're probably more likely to drink alcohol. And... In the gym, if it's if you're in a messy gym, you're going to be less likely to be clean. If you have a strong moral value that you hold yourself to, and you're like, I'm a clean person, I have to act tidy, that's great for you. You are a rare person. Most people in the gym will just react to what the environment is around them. So the the tidier we can make it, the more welcoming it's going to be, and the more it's going to encourage people to do that behavior that keeps it clean and that is putting your weights back okay so the first point on putting your weights back is it just keeps the keeps the gym tidy and everyone kind of follows suit we've all done it we've all been to a messy gym you finish with the weight plates and you'll just you'll just leave it there because that's what everyone else is doing it's normal right we just kind of react to the environment around us i remember uh one time when i was uh there to train with a client, there was like 140 kilos on the floor. Like someone had just deadlifted 140 kg and just left it on the floor. So I mate, what are you doing? Just, just put it back. 140 kilos. What if Susan, 85 years old, is coming into the gym and she knows how to deadlift. She wants to do a deadlift in that squat rack. She's not going to be able to take those or to to deadlift 140 kilo, but it's also going to be way more difficult for her to take those weights off and make it a weight that she can do than it is for the person who's just deadlifted 140 kilos. And that's the second point that I want to bring up with putting your weights back. It it also encourages, like, 
it encourages like elderly population or people that may not be as strong as you encourages them to give it a go because there's not these like big weights stuck on the machine that they may not even be able to get off. But also if they see a leg press that's got 200 kilos on it and they can only do just the machine pushing it back and forward, like that's going to be a high barrier to entry for them. So they're probably just going to skip it and do something else. Or they might just say, man, I've been working up to the gym. This obviously isn't a place for me. I can't even lift these weights. I'm just going to go home. And that's what I always think when I'm in the gym to try and think of the person that like has severe gym anxiety and that like, cause I coach a lot of people that train at home because they are scared of people at the gym, what they might think of their form, what they might think of their body, what they might think of them just being in the gym. So I really have that mindset of, okay, that person could walk into the gym and if they walked into the gym and, and, and saw me or saw the gym environment or, and, and saw the weights everywhere or saw the weights all put away perfectly, how would they feel? And this is probably, you know, more directed at gym owners, but as members, we can encourage the gym culture to be very clean. And when it's clean, people feel welcome. What do you do when people are coming over to your house? You run around like a madman trying to clean your house to make sure that everything's cool, everything's clean, they feel welcome, they feel looked after. And it's the same thing with the gym. If a gym's well kept, then people are going to act in that way. But also visitors, um, you know, people that are traveling around, people that are scared, people that are vulnerable, they feel more welcome. There's another common thing that people say, like tidy room, tidy life, like clean your room, you have a clean life. Or if you're in the office, like tidy desk, tidy work, or tidy desk, tidy life, however you want to put it, you see, you see what I'm getting at. The people that often leave the gym dirty and weights everywhere, what do their lives look like? Maybe it's messy too. Maybe it's not so obvious, but there's definitely going to be messy parts in their life. And there's another quote that kind of goes with this, and it's one of my favorites. How you do anything is how you do everything. And if you hold yourself to that standard and have that quote in your head, then you're going to act in a way that's going to hold yourself to a certain stature in whatever you're doing. So if you just walk past a rubbish bin, you throw it, and it misses, and you just leave it, you know, what does that say about you? You give up when it gets hard. Uh, you know, if if something doesn't go your way, do you just run away? And this might be overanalyzing it, but this is how I look at things. And this is how I judge character upon people. Because, okay, they're nice to your face. This person that you've just met, they're really nice to you. Uh, and then you see uh, them and then you become friends and then they start bitching about mutual friends that you have. And then you're like, oh, well, if you're bitching about them, then what are you doing You know, when you're with your friends? Are you talking about me? Most probably, you're going to be bitching about me to them as well because how you do anything is how you do everything. And I want you to try and keep that as a standard in your life so that in the gym, if you're putting the weights back, if you've done your job and you've put the weights back, you hold yourself to a standard of, you know, a being a clean person, doing, uh, kind of doing what you said you would do, doing what you should do or encouraging people, making people feel welcome, uh, making, uh, people, uh, feel more confident in the gym. So that's just an important quote that I would like to suggest to you that you would take into the gym, but you can also take it into other areas of your life. That's point number one. The second point would be to 
bring a towel and wipe down things, right? This is standard, so I'm not going to spend much time on this. Um, it just keeps everything clean. Like we sweat when we train. Even if you're not sweating, it's just decent to, to wipe it down, even if you did um, or didn't. Uh, just wipe it down after you finished. Obviously, people are a bit more cautious about this thing after the pandemic and they're reacting, uh, you know, I guess in a positive way with hygiene within the gym, um, not even wiping down barbells. I even still see, not at this gym, but my previous gym that I was at maybe a couple of months ago, people were still training with masks on. People can do whatever they want, right? I'm not going to train with a mask on if I don't have to, stuff that. But if you want to do that, that's cool. Uh, but the least we can do is train with a towel and wipe the machines down at the end. I do have... A caveat to that, I don't think a towel is essential to put on the bench or the machine every single time. For example, I'm not going to put a towel on a bench press when I'm going heavy or, or on, a, on a standard flat bench when I'm doing dumbbell chest press with like 50 kg dumbbells because I don't like the risk of my back slipping on the towel while I'm doing that press. I don't think that's going to be an injury risk. So sometimes I don't put the towel on the machine or... Uh, on the bench because I don't want to slip or anything, especially like when you're dealing with heavy weights. But I'll I'll wipe it down after that, or I'll wear the towel where I feel like I'm just working for reps and the weight isn't too heavy. It's it's not going to be as much of an injury risk because sometimes towels can slip, like when you're doing bench press. And if you do and you have a hundred kg bench press and you slip, that could be an injury. That could be <laughs> you know the bar sitting on your chest slipping. Uh, that could be the bar landing on your neck. It could be any type of injury, right? But in terms of cleanliness, the least we can do is carry around a towel and wipe the machines down um, after we use it. It's pretty simple. Point number three, I've had a ton of problems with this. It's just, mate, don't smell. Wear deodorant. Take your body odor elsewhere. The odd session here and there, I get it. You've had a long day at work. Maybe you forgot to put deodorant on because kids were keeping you up and you woke up early, kids again, and then you're just like, leave the house, man, I forgot to put deodorant on and I have to train after work and, you know, I'm doing labor all day, so I smell and then like, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm, I'm, I'm going to smell. If that's a one-off, I'll, I'll let you off the hook like I have as a gym and personal trainers, but if you're consistently showing up smelling, like there was a person in actually two, two guys that used to train at my previous gym, they always smelt, everyone kind of gave them dirty looks. Uh, it's just not a nice environment to be around. Like no one wants to be around someone that smells. Uh, and it just seems like a, like point number one, like whether you're in the gym or not in the gym, I think smelling like body odor isn't a desirable smell. So just kind of sort that out, man. Like we're all adults here. Have a shower, put on deodorant. You know, if you're against certain chemicals on your skin, get a natural deodorant. Um, if, if, if you don't even do that for any reason, you know, maybe just cover up more so it's not that obvious. But I think you just have to think of think of other people. Once again, coming back to that to that person, that avatar in in your mind, the person that is scared of the gym, the person that is is going for the first time and is like already very nervous. Like a bad smell could be like, oh man, the gym was the worst experience ever. Like people smell there, it's messy. Like no one's wiping the benches down, all the machines are dirty they're probably not going to come back. So these points aren't really for you. It's for the fitness industry or positive gym culture in general. But wearing deodorant is just like, come on, mate. Like, it's just, just don't smell. I remember 
I had a client complain once, and this is pretty common in the gym if you have personal training, personal training clients, um, and then there's like a always member that there's always a member that smells. I've had to had a couple of conversations. Some gyms actually have deodorant, which is really cool. I'm a big fan of that. Um, but I had to like train my client around this member. Like we literally had to do the program in a different format because they were like, this person smells too much. We were in a squat in a squat rack beside them. It was like horrendous, like so bad. Um, and they consistently smelt. Um, they had been talked to by the manager. So I was like, like, I don't need to talk to them anyway. We just kind of moved around them. And it's just, it's just not fun. Like for me as a personal trainer, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll take it, whatever. But obviously I don't like it. But my personal training clients, especially people that invest in personal training, uh, some are quite nervous, quite self-conscious, lower, lower self-esteem. So I really want to look after them and make them feel safe. And often if someone smells and they're being around it like that, they're not really enjoying themselves. They want to be in an environment where they are happy and uh, the scents are pleasing. Moving on. That's common sense. Uh, number four, filming random people is a massive no. There are videos on TikTok. There are videos on Instagram where people cut to like they'll do a they'll do a scene like this and they'll look to the left like this, and then it'll cut to a video of someone recording a man uh, doing a crazy exercise, and then he'll look this way, and then it'll cut to another video and he'll be like walking into a CrossFit gym, and these you know, and then the second video is like person doing kipping pull ups, like looking crazy. Um, I hate that. Like filming random people. If if I caught anyone filming my client and like posting it online or just like caught them filming them in general, like I would happily just go up to that person and tell them to delete it and like give give them a chat. Give them give them a better taste of their own medicine. It's just a no-go, right? Pe- that would be one of the biggest the biggest camels <laughs> biggest camels. The biggest straws on the camel's back for someone that struggles with gym anxiety is their fear of being filmed and being like publicly humiliated. Even if it's not posted online, they someone has a video of them doing something that they're already not comfortable with. Right? It's kind of like someone taking photos of someone naked that's like really body conscious and like having them and like, are they going to post that? Are they not? Like just the fear of that is just crazy. If you're filming someone just because they're doing something crazy on like to get likes online, I think that says a lot about you. Just don't do it, man. People are trying. People are trying their best. That is one of the the biggest fears that clients that I deal with that have um, or like I guess diagnose themselves as as having gym anxiety and being scared of what people think themselves is is being filmed because they already worry that their form is average or that the that the clothes that they're wearing is too tight and it's making them uncomfortable or like they're already wondering what people are thinking of them and they're thinking like that that they're doing exercises completely wrong and they're thinking that that everyone's just staring at them and looking at them and you're just validating that thought if you're filming them not necessary don't film random people okay as a personal trainer i used to film my clients because some of them actually used to love seeing their training so i would film them doing an exercise obviously they had built up in confidence from then you know they would uh squat 100 kilos i'd film it because they would love it i would just film them training tag them online because they would uh like feel a bit like oh my personal trainer is posting me online um i must be doing well and i'll be like you are doing well and i want to share that with you know my other clients that follow me and my other uh, the followers that may be uh, 
maybe considering to train with me or just considering training in general and that story uh, could help encourage people, right? So I would film my clients for many reasons. Sometimes they would ask just so they would have it. I'd send it to them later. I'd airdrop it to them, send it to them via WhatsApp just so they have it, so they can show their kids, so they can show their friends, so they can just have it on their phone. But if, if, if people don't have consent to be filmed, I think this is uh, a, a big no-no, like one of the biggest no-nos. Filming, like people are just trying to do their best. Especially if someone's struggling with confidence, just leave them alone, man. And this kind of brings me on to another point, point number five, filming yourself. And this is a, a very hot, hotly debated topic. And my stance is, look, I film myself in the gym. I don't rock up with a ring light and a tripod. I just kind of lean my phone up against my drink bottle or against the bench or something like that. Like just something low key because I just want to see my personal bests. Um, If I'm training with a partner, I'll get them to film me every now and then. Maybe it's content. Maybe it's just because I want to see what my technique's like. Maybe it's just to record a PB that I have so I can can refer back to it. Um, Maybe it's just a technique check so that I can look that when I went heavy, I didn't compromise form. Filming yourself is one of the best ways because if you squat and go, oh man, that was sick. My technique felt off the hook. I'm strong. I'm the man. Look at me go. And then you film yourself and you see like you got butt wink at the bottom. You know, your knees are caving in at the bottom. Um, The bar placement's crooked. You're like, oh, mate, that was a bit of a hot mess. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. The film never lies. The film is never going to lie. So filming yourself, I get it. It is a bit of a technique hack. If you film yourself, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing wrong you know a lot, right? It doesn't lie. But if you're rocking around with a, you know, around the gym with a uh, with a ring light and a tripod and trying to film yourself and there's like 10 people in the background, I don't think that's a wise move. Unless you're in a gym that's like, all right, we're all like influencers or whatever. We're all, you know, we're all out here posting content for the gram. Hey guys, this is my leg workout. This is my chest workout. This is my glute workout, la la la. You know, if you're doing that sort of content and everyone's down with it, knock yourself out. Couldn't care less. But the reason that I personally don't is I don't like the feeling of having people in the background that are unconfident. Once again, that person coming into the gym, oh, here's a fitness influencer, dude, personal trainer guy with like muscles filming himself, uh, you know, in, in, in itty bitty clothing with his nipples showing um, and he's flexing and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And then there's this person that's just like, just built up the confidence to walk into the gym and then they've walked into the background of your shot. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm on camera. I don't I don't know what to do. I'm just going to walk this way. Uh, I feel like my clothes are too tight. I feel very self-conscious. What am I going to do? I'm going to leave. I'm going to give up. This fitness thing isn't for me. People are just filming me. Like that's that's no good. Another thing is if you are filming yourself and people are walking through and while that, just get over yourself. If people are walking through your shot, like it's it's not a photo shoot. If you want to film yourself, hire out a gym, all right? Fork out some money. But if someone's like just trying to put a dumbbell back and they walk across your screen and you're trying to film your hip thrusts, just get over it. Just get over it. It's a public gym. You don't pay more of a membership than they do, right? (laughs) I don't think... I don't know of any gym that has like an influencer membership where you pay more to film uh, because I think that would be ridiculous. But like just have mercy on people. If people walk through... Film the next set. Film a set before that if you want. 
if people walk through an accident, don't get mad at them. Just chill. Like, okay, I get it. It might be your livelihood. You might be trying to put bread on the table for your family by filming your workouts, posting it, people sign up to your programs, whatever. But just have a bit of compassion for them and understand where they're coming from. They're just going in there to work out. They might have had a 12-hour day at work and they're just trying to smash their workout and then you're there filming yourself with your nipple showing, doing chest flies. Like, just see it from their perspective and understand. What I, well, I've taken it into my own hands and actually decided to take on a commercial lease and actually build a gym. But um, <laughs> I'm not telling you to do that. Um, but when I was, so this is dedicated to the fitness influencers. Uh, when I was, I would like literally ask around at gyms uh, or maybe a friend or, or whatever to like film or like you can even reach out to hotels. Can I film at your gym? I'll tag you on my content, blah, 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 whatever. Like that's probably better because least people are affected i know it's more of a deal and maybe you're like but brock i just want to film like myself at the gym it's cheaper it's faster i do it every day anyway just consider other people that's all i'm going to ask use your common sense which you know as you get older you discover is not as common as you think but just try and be smart about people mate like like the world does not revolve around you that is one thing i've definitely been uh growing uh in knowledge of okay point number six work in with people supersets okay be reasonable if someone wants to work in leg extension with you, just let them work in, right? You do your set, you put your towel on, maybe you wipe down between before they jump on. Sometimes, look, I'm going to admit, like if they go, oh, don't worry about wiping it down, I'm like, sweet, you don't need to worry either. Because like, I'm like, oh, mate, I'm going to wash these clothes anyway, I'm going to have a shower after this. Uh, and I know I did talk about like wiping the stuff down, but if you're like working in with someone and you're kind of cool with them, like whatever. If you're not cool, if you're like, uh, I'm just going to wipe down like after you finish. Is that cool? Like just be reasonable. This is what kind of freaks people out and does kind of piss people off in the gyms like working in with supersets. Most of the time it's okay. Like with machines and stuff, leg extension, leg curl, uh, leg press, hack squat, like it's kind of cool. Unless it's like, you know, there's a 14 year old guy who's like doing uh, bench press and it's like 40 kilos and let's say, you know, I rock up there and I'm doing 120 uh, for five reps. And uh, he's like, can I work in? I might say, I might say no, to be honest, because maybe I don't feel like, uh, you know, taking 100 kilos off the bar every single time he's going to do bench press and then putting it back on, then doing my set and then taking them all off and then him benching 40. Like, I feel like that is reasonable because I'm doing such a, such a heavier weight than him i'm just going to waste time in between sets taking ages uh i think with squat racks like if someone's deadlifting a lot maybe don't work in with them if someone's like squatting a lot they're way stronger than you maybe don't work in with them um but most of the time like pin loaded machines i think you can like you're just moving a pin from like 27 kgs to 64 kilos okay now you go all right take it out bang bang all right you go with free weights i think there can be a bit of conversation around it like sharing barbells and and things like that if the weights are reasonably close i feel like you can have a bit more of a like look man like i'm just kind of like doing my training so like just like let's let's not work in today <laughs> um or if you're doing like short rest periods and they need like and they need to be like every 30 seconds or every 60 seconds like someone working in is probably going to take longer than that so that's going to throw your workout off if you have a legit reason i feel like it's a perfect 
excuse just to, like not to make it up but if you're like hey look man like my rest period's only 60 seconds if you're going in there it's just, just going to be a longer can you come back in five minutes and maybe do another exercise i feel like that's a completely legit you know conversation that you can have with someone and then you know you can move forward if you're supersetting as well this is what i found worked really well if people wanted to work in and so let's just say i'm doing leg extension to leg press if someone wanted to use the leg extension machine, like in my rest, I'll be like, yeah, man, 100%. I'm going to do leg press. While I'm doing leg press, you can do your set. Then I'm going to come back and do leg extension. And then, you know, that's my turn. That is a perfect example. So supersetting in the gym is very common. It's a very time efficient way to train. Um, so I feel like, you know, when you're supersetting and like, that's a great opportunity to put people in while you're resting. Um, so you can be productive while someone's working in with you. Um, and I feel like this conversation kind of needs to be had because there's a lot of, like, I've seen people that are super sour. I've trained people and we're doing supersets and I'm like, Hey man, can I like jump in with the leg press with you? And they're like, nah. And I'm like, Oh, why not? And he's just like, Oh, uh, you know, I'm just doing my sets. Just like, leave me alone. So like, you know, I left that guy alone, but you know, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't think that it's, you know, the best attitude to have. Like if you, if you don't want to work in with someone, like at least have a legit excuse. Like, if you just want to be a dick and be like, no, I'm doing the leg press, look, that's you. You can be your own person. Uh, but I just think that you're not doing much for the gym culture. I think that, you know, the gym culture should be a great place for everyone to experience working out, experience. Like, we're all there for the same reason, right? We all want to build muscle. We all most probably want to drop body fat or just get stronger. We don't even have to drop body fat. We all want to kind of like build muscle and get stronger. We can, we can agree on that, right? Like, can we not just have a positive environment? Can we not just be like, yeah, mate, like jump in. Cool. No drama. Like far out. Am I an outlier here? Like I know your workouts can be serious and I know that this might be the only 45 minutes, 60 minutes that you have to train. Then give that reason. Don't just say no, piss off. Like, hey, mate, I'm sorry. I like, I, I only have like 60 seconds rest. I'm doing this leg press. Like I've got 45 minutes to train. I'm just trying to bang it out. Like, can you please use another leg press or can you just wait like a couple of minutes while I finish? I would happily wait because I have a legit reason. It's just communication, right? Just like a, a good relationship between husband and wife works with good relationship, uh, communication, open lines of communication. The same works with gym culture. Just chat it out, man. Chat it out. Superset. Work in. Okay. That's point number six. Point number seven. Okay. Looks are allowed. Staring. Question mark. Touching. Definitely not allowed. Okay. Looking at other people. There are videos that just make me so mad. And, the, and there was a viral one where... A lady was filming herself working out. A guy like kind of looked at her kind of like, you know, whatever. And then she was like, why are you looking at me? And he was like, I wasn't looking at you. And, he, and then I think she was just like, you know, this is abuse or whatever. Like, why are you staring at me? Trying to hit on me. All this kind of stuff. He, he, just, he just literally looked at her. And that went viral. And, and you know, she, and she was like, you know, he was harassing me. He was staring at me. He was this and that. I'm on that guy's side. I don't think he was. I also understand that people don't want to be stared at, right? <laughs> so yesterday, there was a guy staring at me. Uh, not in like a, hmm, like sort of way, just like staring at me. 
um, I was like, I was deadlifting a, you know, a pretty heavy amount. So, you know, if you want to look at that, that's cool. But like, it was like staring, like it was like uncomfortable. I was cool because like, I don't care if anyone looks at me, they can do what they want. But like, if I had low confidence and I was nervous about my technique and stuff, I would not want this guy staring at me. It was like a, um, it was like an Indian dude with like a beanie, like really low. And like, he was kind of out there. He was like singing out loud on his headphones, which was a bit like, uh, like cool man like enjoy yourself but like just kind of chill out bro like he was like singing pretty loud like everyone was like kind of looking at him and he was just like in his own zone i didn't really mind other people were kind of having a bit of beef with that like what's this guy doing just kind of like listen to music and shut up and train uh but then he was kind of like just like staring at me in his rest periods like this and i i looked at him and he didn't even break eye contact he was just like just like still staring he and like it was the kind of stare where it looked like like who do you think you are um you know, like what a douche type of thing. Like that's the kind of th- thoughts that I was thinking. But like, you know, whatever. I'm just there to train and do whatever I need to do. I didn't care. Uh, but staring makes people feel uncomfortable. Um, and if you're like, if you're a dude staring at a girl, it can make them feel uncomfortable. I get that. That was what the basis of her TikTok perspective was. But then I can see the guy's perspective where he's like, I wasn't like staring at you. I was just like looking like, I don't know. Like you have to look at people sometimes. It, it's like it's even more awkward if you're just like looking down at the floor. Oh, you know, I'm just looking at the floor. No one else is in the gym but me. Like, if people are walking around, you can look at them. But like, you know, staring at a chick's glutes. Come on, man. Just like chill. Staring at a guy's glutes. Just chill. Staring at, staring at a guy's bulge. Maybe just chill on that. You know, staring at a girl's breasts. Chill out on that. Um, you know, just staring at their eyes when they're looking at you is like a bit weird. Like just watch out a bit, like just try and use common sense. As I said, it's less common than, you know, than you think, but just don't stare at people. Definitely don't touch people. Damn. Like definitely don't touch people. That is a like, don't touch me in the gym. If you're my mate, whatever. If you're spotting me, cool, whatever. Uh, but don't touch people in the gym. <laughs> I feel like I don't need to say that, but don't go touching people in the gym. Um, like I might, so there's some times where I have touched other people in the gym, uh, in terms of like tapping them on the shoulder because their music's on and being like, Hey mate, you know, like your like thing fell on the floor, uh, or like, excuse me, like, um, you know, you've got a five kilo plate on one side of the barbell and you don't have one on the other side. I feel like that validates a touch because I'm like literally stopping them from injuring themselves or losing something. I feel like that's legit. Okay. But if you're just trying to like sneakily touch someone, like just don't do that. Um, if you want to go up and talk to people at the gym, go like go up and talk to them and just like talk to them. Don't try and sneakily touch them or anything like that. Don't be a weirdo. Um, chatting to people in the gym, chatting to people in the gym. Uh, should you, should you go and approach a chick if you think she's pretty and you want to date her? I think so. I think so. Uh, if you want to go chat to a dude and like say, hey, you know, like bring up some small talk. If people don't want to talk to you, like, and you can see their body language is a bit off, like, hey, can you kind of leave me alone? Like, just j- just pick up on that. I feel like if you listen to this podcast, you kind of get that. Um, but there's some people that just can't read cues. Um so like don't harass people like if you think someone's hot or you think someone's attractive and you go up and talk to them and they're like you know keeping their headphones in and kind of like yeah <laughs> cool yeah uh, yeah and they're not asking questions back like if you're like how long have you been training here they're like oh you know a couple of months 
and then it goes quiet. Like I think that's a pretty clear sign that they're not interested. Um, they'll talk back if they are. Um, but I also think that the gym is a place where like-minded people are. If you're training, like training is is usually a a pretty good indicator that someone's like-minded, like they are seeking uh, a better version of themselves. They're trying to improve their health. Um, they're trying to, I don't know, they enjoy working out. Like you already share a few common interests. Like why not date someone that's that's from your gym? Uh, one of my good friends from New Zealand and Julie, she met her husband in the gym. Uh, I think he approached her. Awesome, man. They're married. They got a house. They're loving life. You know, there's some great stories. And I think that we can't get scared uh, for, from approaching people at the gym. I met my wife at the gym. Um, it wasn't necessarily me going up and talking to her, like, because I worked in the gym. So I didn't want, like, the gym was a professional place for me. So I didn't want to, you know, be seen on the gym floor trying to flirt with girls. Like, you know, like that's not professional. In my work environment, I didn't want to do that. Um, but she trained with um, uh, my friend who was a personal trainer there, actually still is. And she was like training there. So like when I wasn't working, I remember she went to Bali and uh, I had just recently been to Bali as well. So we started talking about that. Um it wasn't like I was training, she was training, I went and approached her, but I just think the gym should, like, mate, it's like, if you're in a library, and you love books, and you love reading, and there's also a chick that you dig at the library, she probably digs reading, you have a common interest, and having common interests is a pretty good, uh, is a pretty good thing to have if you're dating someone, if you're completely different people, like, I don't think I could, uh, you know, I'm married, so obviously this is off, you know, this doesn't eat, like, this is hypothetical, but I'd, I don't think I could be with someone that doesn't train, not because I need uh, someone that's super jacked and, you know, someone that lifts and someone that squats X amount and hip thrusts this amount and deadlifts this amount, just because I think that it shows something about that person that I would be attracted to. They, you know, they have um, the same values that I hold. That's it. That doesn't mean I'm fat phobic. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that we have common interests and, and, and that I would like that. So looking is fine, right? Staring is not fine. Touching is definitely not fine. Point number eight. Um, okay, squat racks. Heavy plates go down the bottom. Lightest plates go at the top. In between, you can figure it out. It's not that hard. Okay, 20, 20, 20 kilo plates or 45 pounds and 25 Kilo plates, I, I don't know how much that is in pounds. Maybe it's uh, 55 pounds. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to talk in kilos because I don't live in America. I live in Australia. And I was born in New Zealand and we dealt with uh, the metric system as well. 20 kilo plates, 25 kilo plates, they belong at the bottom. 15 kilos up, you know, 10 kilos and then fives and then 2.5s and 1.25s, they go at the top. Okay, and there's a reason for that. Uh, number one, it's safe. Um, if anything were to fall over or anything, um, then, you know, it wouldn't land on people's heads. Like when you're reaching up for a 1.25, that hit you on the head as opposed to a 25 kilo plate, very different outcomes. But also with the heavier plates down at the bottom, it actually makes the squat rack more stable because the weight is at the bottom. The center of gravity is lower. It's less likely to tip. That's just another simple physics equation. I think it's physics. So just put the heavier weight planes down the bottom, right? If you're putting them at eye level height because it's easier 
Don't be lazy. You're at the gym, all right? Any excuse to get extra physical activity is generally a good idea. So put those, if you're heavy enough to put those plates on a barbell and deadlift 140 kilos, squat 100, bench press 100, whatever. If you're strong enough to lift a plate and put it on a barbell, you are strong enough to put it back in that same place that you got it from. Jesus. All right. Uh, Point number nine, a very simple one, smile. Smile at people. It makes them feel welcome. Right? Okay. I don't know if this is just a Kiwi thing, but I'm just going to say it. We say hi to people, especially... Like I grew up, okay, my dad is probably the most talkative person you'll ever meet. He loves talking to people. So I grew up (laughs) in an environment where my dad would be walking around a market and it didn't even have to be in Christchurch. It could be a market in Auckland. It could be a market in Sydney, Australia, where we used to come on holiday. And he would just talk to anyone, like anyone. He would talk to anyone. He would smile at anyone. If he saw, so my dad's Maori, right? I'm half Maori. My dad's Maori. If he saw a Maori person in Australia... He would just go, like, without any hesitation, just go up and talk to someone and go, kia ora, bro, where are you from, type of thing. Or he might even start talking Māori to them and just kind of gamble it, right? And I love that about my dad, and I think I've also adopted that, where I would just say, hey, you know, like, when I'm walking around with my wife and my daughter, we, like, we do walks together uh, every now and then, uh, mostly on the weekends, but when we walk together, I like to say hi to people, just literally as a bit of a game, First of all, it's nice to say hi to people. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, cool. All right. I'm not, I'm not there to have a five-minute conversation. I'm just there to say hi. If you're walking someone, is it weird to acknowledge that there's another human being on the planet in front of you? I don't think that's weird, right? It's like we become so on our phones and like with our AirPods on and our headphones on that, oh, like I don't need to talk to people. I think that if I'm going to walk past you on the street, depending on what I'm doing, I'm probably going to say hi, or I might just look up and give you the eyebrows. Or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm not going to shake a random person's hand, but like, I might just say hi. And I think that we can do the same thing in the gym. Once again, these points, these nine points to have a positive gym culture are pretty gym specific, but they also carry over to the real world, right? Smile at people, say hi to people. Happiness is contagious. And if we create this environment in the gym, as members, these nine points as gym members, I think that we're going to be better off. I think that we're going to get more people in the gym. It's going to be less of a, like some people think it's a toxic environment. I think that's garbage. I, I, I don't think that we should have that, but just smile. And then this goes without saying, don't frown at people. Don't like yell at people. Smile at people. Ask them how they're going. Dish the old, the odd compliment here and there. You, you know, obviously, okay, this ties back into the, okay, like, if you're trying to flirt with someone, like, it's a different story. I just mean, like, a legit compliment. Like, I remember when I first signed up to my gym, I met this guy called John, and he said something about, like, bro, that's a decent pump cover. And that's, like, gym bro talk, but, like, a pump cover is, like, a long sleeve shirt or, like, a hoodie or, like, a sweater that you wear to, like, hide your pump. And then you take it off and you look jacked and you got, like, a singlet underneath or a a T-shirt underneath. So that pump cover is, like, you wear it, you get a pump up and you start training, then you take it off when you're hot and sweaty, then you're, like, I'm ready to go, right? And, like, he was just like, bro, this is, like, a sick sick, uh, pump cover. It's like a compliment. I was like, I was like, thanks, bro, you know? And then we started talking and then I met him. He's a photographer, he's a videographer, he works for a shoe company, la, 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 like we got chatting. Um, but that was like, he didn't have to say that, but he just like smiled and like said something. I heard him, talked back, we went back and forward. He's a cool dude, whatever. Now we're, if I see him at the gym, I'm going to say hi, 
right? That's a nice exchange. And the more that you can have those with people at the gym, I think the better the gym culture is going to be. All right. Now we're going to go into four points as, so this is specifically for personal trainers. But I think this is going to be a great point for people that just see personal trainers, right? Personal trainers are in gyms. We know that. You can't get around it. So whether you are a personal trainer or a member, I think this is still going to be valuable information for you to take into about how to create a positive gym culture. But I may get furious at times because personal trainers really rock me up the wrong way. The way that they behave in gyms infuriates me. And I'm speaking as a personal trainer. I'm not saying I'm a perfect personal trainer in the gym. All right, I've, I've had my fair share of, of screw-ups for sure. But I've just got like four points. And mate, these are like common sense. And I can't believe that as a professional job, there is such a wide variety of skill and talent and professionalism within personal trainers. Like when you pay for a personal trainer, like when I finished in the personal uh, training face-to-face world, I had a, a pretty high session rate. Like it was quite expensive to train with me. Um, and I acknowledge that. And when people, it's because I was busy, it's because I was great at my job, am great at my job, whatever you want to uh, say. Um, but when I said my rates, some people would lose their mind and be like, but this personal trainer's you know, like a quarter of your rate, a quarter, a quarter of your rate. Like I was four times another rate of what another personal trainer was charging. And I was like, look, I don't know what to say. Like you get quality when you come with me. But it's because what that personal trainer provides is so, so low. There's no training program. They're going to be late. They're not presentable. You know, they don't really like look after you results wise. Are they looking after your food? Are they checking your progress pics? Are they checking your weight? Are they available via email? Are they available via call in certain hours? Like there's this big list of like things that I provided as a personal trainer. And then there was what other personal trainers provided. Um, So this is more so to lift the game of personal training. That's something I'm super passionate about. And every time I go to a gym, especially in different countries, I find it really interesting. But every time I go to a gym, I'm watching the personal trainers. Whether I'm whether you catch me looking or not, I'm not staring, but I'm just like I'm watching. I'm watching. Anyway, here's my points. Number one, get off your phone. Please get off your phone, man. You are working. I get so frustrated, even if a barista that I'm about to talk to and order a coffee from is on their phone. I'm like, mate, you are working. And I think this is one of the massive problems with people coming up and working with cell phones. Like, obviously, we are all on our phones. But if you're working, just work. Like, get a work ethic, man. Get off your phone. If you're a personal trainer and your program's on your phone, I get it, okay? I, I have done that before. A more professional look is an iPad. I also had an iPad. But one night I had a client drop uh, drop weight on it, right? So my screen cracked. So I had to use my phone for a while while I got a new iPad. Uh, sometimes I forgot my iPad or it ran out of battery. So I would use my phone for the program. But if you're filling out a program, you're not on it 24-7. While your client's doing reps, you're not on your phone replying back to your girlfriend, replying back to a chick that you're talking to on Tinder, replying back to your best mate saying, lol, man, how was your weekend? Like, bro, you're working. 
personal training is a profession, right? You don't want your dentist texting while they're fixing your teeth. You don't want your heart surgeon texting in between. You want them dialed in and focused. The same should be with personal training. Get off your phone. I remember I would see like, man, if you were a personal trainer in the gym that I was at, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But there used to be a guy who would literally have his phone on charge and just stay in the vicinity of his phone that was on charge so that he could be by his phone. His clients were squatting. He was on his phone. His clients were deadlifting. He was on his phone. His clients were talking to him and he was on his phone. It infuriated me, right? But karma will get you. He was cycling through clients like no one. Like he was like, he, he was always walking the floor. He was always trying to find different clients because he couldn't retain them. I wonder why maybe they don't want to be, be personal trained while you're texting. Like you're getting paid to personal train people, not to text your friends or do business meetings or like text this and that. Get off your phone. I could talk about this for hours, but just get off your phone, mate. All right. Point number two, look presentable. And I'm not like I'm not here to debate like should should personal trainers wear makeup or not wear makeup should they do their hair or not do their hair I don't care right personally I would always do my hair I think it's important to look presentable right if you want to attract a certain client I think it it is helpful to look presentable if if you're the same skill level as someone and you're a personal trainer and you're exactly the same but one looks more presentable than the other, they're going to go with the more presentable person. So like, okay, maybe you have to do your hair, okay? Maybe for fem- for females, okay, not sometimes males wear makeup. Maybe that means putting makeup on for whoever you are, okay? Uh, maybe that means washing your clothes, smelling good. Uh, Dave and I, uh, uh, an- another personal trainer, like we would wear perfume, Always, like nice perfumes because we wanted to smell good out on the gym floor. Um, I remember I would uh, buy watches because I wanted to uh, train certain people. I bought certain shoes because I wanted to train certain people that, and this isn't arrogant, but like that were on a certain level. I don't know how to say that without sounding like a douche. But like people that I guess appreciated nice things were the people that I clicked with. Um, I felt like I was an older soul. I was always told that by my clients. Um, so I felt like I really clicked with these sort of people and I had that sort of mindset. Um, so I really invested in my presentation, what shoes I was wearing, what watch I was wearing, uh, my physique as well. That kind of, I guess, adds into, I guess, looking presentable. That doesn't mean at a pos- as a personal trainer, you need a six pack, you need huge arms, having a knowledge base and a... Uh, and a footprint of client results that are outstanding is way more important than how you look as a personal trainer and how you present yourself. But I do think that looking presentable does help if you're struggling to get clients, okay? Um, number three, don't take, ca- don't take cash on the gym floor. All right, it kind of looks like a drug deal. I'm going to be honest. Don't take cash. N- number one, we shouldn't really be taking cash as personal trainers anyway. You should be running direct debits. Anyway, don't take cash on the gym floor. It looks dodgy. Uh, it, it makes you look dodgy as a personal trainer. I think um, like we have bank accounts these days, right? I know you're trying to avoid the tax man, but just shh, don't take cash on the gym floor. 
like <laughs> some trainers would walk into the bathroom and take cash there. Look, do what you want to do, man. Seriously, it doesn't impact me. But uh, when I was first uh, becoming a personal trainer, the guy that I was learning from was like, don't take cash on the gym floor. It's just a standard that I've maintained personally. I, I, I didn't do it. I think I may have done it once or twice because of this happened and that happened. Um, I took cash. I, I really, look, I don't want to lie here. Um, I think I may have done it once or twice on the gym floor, like out of like needs of the client, like, oh, different, I got a different card or this bounced and, you know, I have to pay this way or they would just give it to me and say like, hey, look, I, I can't because of this and that. Look, okay, so I'm not being a hypocrite here. I did do it um, like once or twice. But if it's a regular thing, like you need to look at yourself as a business. You're not a drug dealer on the street trying to, you know, get a hundred bucks here, 50 there, you know, da, 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 da. Like run a direct debit. It's much more efficient or at minimal bank transfers, but still that doesn't really give you any sort of authority to, to get the payment for your services. Okay. So that's number three. Number four, and this should not be, this should not have to be said, but like, don't, don't eat on the gym floor. I've seen it too much. Um, I literally saw a guy with a Tupperware container and fork, like walking around like the classic like chicken and veggies and 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 rice, like while his client's talking to him, he's sitting there stuff in his face. And look, if you're too busy to eat, schedule some time to eat, mate. Maybe you need to charge more money. Or maybe you just need to run your time better. But don't eat while you're training a client. Like he would eat and put the Tupperware container on the leg press and then they're pushing up the weight plus his Tupperware container full of food in the leg press. I... I'm not making this up. It literally sounds like a movie. But like this guy, I was like, mate, you're eating in front of everyone. You just look stupid. Like that's not what you do, mate. Like if you go and meet your accountant and they're just stuffing their face with with chicken and rice and, you know, and vegetables in front of your face, it'd be a bit like, hey, what are you doing? Like we're in a meeting. Like this is a a business transaction here. You're prov- You're providing me a service here and you're like treating it like a lunch break. Don't eat on the gym floor. Like, don't eat in front of people. I remember one of my biggest days that I did back-to-back was 11 hours straight. I remember I did 6 a.m. till 7 p.m., no breaks, and I didn't eat. That was in Auckland. I was a fresh personal trainer. I think it was in 2015, uh, maybe beginning of 2016. But, yeah, I uh, I just did 11 hours straight because that's my fault. I scheduled, <laughs> I scheduled a hectic day. 6 a.m. till till 7 p.m. back to back clients nonstop. Uh, I didn't eat. That's my fault. When I finished, I ate a cow. I was like, mate, I'm so starving. I just ate whatever I could. I was so busy. I was obviously when you're personal training, you're walking around, you're um, you're you're lifting weights for your clients. You're moving weights around. Like I was in a huge deficit. So when it came around to 7 p.m., I just ate whatever I want. wanted but don't eat in front of your clients like they're not a lunch break that is what you do as a job all right that's point number four that's a wrap guys if you think i missed anything for gym gym etiquette please put it in the comments i'd love to hear what you think uh massive no-nos in the gym or massive things that we should encourage to encourage a positive gym culture please put them in the comments um i just want to end on a little quote and then it's going to cut Uh, Because I just think this is like when I first heard this, I was like, this is so true. So many people are trying to do this thing, but I think that we should be striving for another thing. And that is this. Don't just make a living, make a life.